0: Welcome, Ashrita Tiwari, to the Balanced Beautiful Abundance Show. Yay! I'm excited to be here. (laughs) I'm so happy you're here. I know we talked a few weeks ago, and we're both really excited to have an enlivening conversation. But first, let me tell my listeners how amazing you are. So Ashrita Tiwari is a certified hypnotist, a personal trainer, and career coach, who helps female leaders achieve impact, success, and happiness with the AHA method, the new way to unlock your personal power. So we're gonna get into that, I can't wait. AHA stands for awareness, so A is for awareness, H is for healing, and A is for action. And it is her secret sauce to unlock her full potential and how she loves her work, her body, and her life. I mean, who doesn't want to love your work, your body, and your life? So first of all, let's hear a little bit about your story. How did you get into coaching, Ashrita?
1: Yeah, thanks for having me here again. And thanks for the lovely intro.
0: Sure. (laughs) Um,
1: so, yeah, I, so for me, I have been a coach for the last seven years, and I was coaching actually while I was working full-time until recently. So I left my full-time job this year, <laughs> um, but I have been coaching for the last seven years. And and how I fell into coaching actually is very interesting. I never thought I would be a coach. Um, I'm sure you have a similar story, Rebecca, which you do, I know you do. Um, and I actually, you know, got my undergraduate in sociology and women's studies from Boston College and ended up getting my master's in higher ed and leadership at UMass Amherst. And so I had no trajectory of being being a coach. Um, and so, what happened was when I um, got my master's, when I was in my master's program at Amherst, I started getting into lifting actually. I started getting into CrossFit and performance um, fitness. And I really, really got interested in CrossFit, which was very new to me. I didn't grow up in a family that was healthy and fit by no means, right? Um, And so I got into fitness, and during that time, I realized the more that I committed to my wellness, my fitness, right, and then really eating well, that's when I really got interested in eating well and really focusing on my nutrition and sleep, right, and I started to really dive into self-care, I realized, like, wait a minute, the more that I focus on my self-care, the more productive I am in my classes, during that time, I was taking a full course of master's classes. And I was also training for marathons. I was also a CrossFitter. And I had two assistantships where I was a teacher, I was a TA and a research assistant. And so I was doing all the things. And I realized that actually taking care of myself, right, and really focusing on my the relationship that I have with myself was actually helping me thrive in other areas, right, including relationships, and also my, my schoolwork at that time. And so I knew at that time there was something to this. And so I just kind of really found this passion of mine with health and wellness at that point. And this was back, you know, seven years ago. And after that, I ended up working for a couple of organizations as a coach. So a success coach and a career coach. And I recently was working um, in the development office for a nonprofit. And I realized at that time, you know, recently that, okay, the thing that I love to do is coach people. That's what really lights me up. That's really what, um, makes me feel very expansive. And that's also where I have the biggest impact. And so that's kind of how I fell into coaching and, um, I was a personal trainer um, for several years and when I was a personal trainer at that time, I loved what I did I loved doing the, the physical training with all of my clients and you know many of my clients were able to lose 10 pounds right and, and follow the meal plans right but what I noticed was so many of my clients, would fall back into gaining that 10 pounds, right? Or they would kind of come back to um, their old habits. And so there was something that I wanted to discover and learn more about, okay, why is it that my clients aren't sticking to like the keeping the weight off, right? And keeping to these healthy habits that we've talked about. And so that's when I started to really get into a lot of this mindset work and understanding our subconscious mind and understanding our conscious mind. And so that's when I dived into hypnotherapy, right? And I started practicing. It for myself. And I just had just a huge impact in my life and the way that I was being as a person and a coach. And I became certified. And that's why that's where I am today, where I'm really doing all the work that I've done in the past with habits, right? Health and wellness. Um, But now we have that component of, of the hypnosis, which is really helping a lot of my clients rewire and reprogram their subconscious mind because. I don't know if your audience is aware about the subconscious mind, but our brain, right? Our brain, 5% of our brain is the conscious mind and 95% of our brain is actually the subconscious mind that is actually controlling so many, so much of our reality. And so that's kind of how I fell into this field.
0: (laughs) That's amazing. Yeah. I mean, 90% of the subconscious mind, we don't realize it. I mean, what... What we think and what we're aware of is just really the tip of the iceberg. There's so much going on underneath. And that's why so many people are like, oh, well, I'm saying affirmations and I'm I'm doing everything that I'm supposed to do. Why am I not getting the results that I want? Right. And it's because they have some limited beliefs that there's a lot of times not even aware of that's yeah. blocking their success. So that's why coaching is so important because we can kind of get in there and kind of uncover those uh, limiting beliefs so you can start getting the results that you want. That's so a- how did you discover the AHA method?
1: Yeah. So it's the AHA is aha. So it's, it's literally like when you have a realization, right. As a coach, that's what I do is help people find and really shine some light on their blind spots. Right. And so it was really through my own personal experience of having all these realizations, like, aha, literally saying aha. And then kind of coming up with my, um, method in regards to like what is it for myself and my clients that I've seen that actually works and that actually helps create like a long-term impact rather than like these short-term you know our society is really focused on short-term results right and my thing is like no I really want to help you focus on the long-term results and and feel empowered so that you can take the tools that I give you and you can help yourself. Right. And you don't necessarily need to have a coach your entire life, right. Or work with the same coach your entire life. And so, really so that's where that came from the aha but it really stands for awareness which is the first step in in all the all the work that i've done with clients and myself like the first step is gaining that awareness right because yes. what we don't yes. know we don't know in the beginning right and and so the awareness is really important and then the second part is the heal part which is really critical. And this is where the subconscious reprogramming comes in, right, with our habits and consistency. And it's really healing our physical and our emotional health that that I found has been really, really helpful for so many of my clients to really help them um, heal and then also flourish. And then the last part is the aligned action. And that's the last part, right? In order for any of my clients that get to that point where they're actually taking aligned action, they really got to take care of the healing part first. Right. And then before that is the awareness. And so I found that this, when I can really walk my clients through this, this path and really got step-by-step, um, guide, then that's when they're they're like, they get it, right. And then it's that's when they start to really manifest and create whatever they want in their lives and, and really step into their personal power, right. Because that's what a lot of the work that I do is to help people see that like, listen, like, you have all of the answers, it's just a matter of finding some tools and resources and guidance to support you through that.
0: Exactly, and I would add one more thing. So it could be the aha moment after awareness is acceptance, because a lot of people have habits that are really unhealthy that they're in denial of. Yeah, that they justify and rationalize. Like, let's say that somebody is addicted to gambling or sugar or pornography or whatever, and uh, they like they rationalize it. So it's like awareness, acceptance, and then action to yeah. change out of that pattern. So that's, that's really good. So tell me, this is the title of our Facebook live. I'm curious. I've heard of EQ, emotional intelligence, but I have never heard of emotional fluency. What does emotional fluency mean?
1: Yeah. So for emotional fluency really means first understanding our emotions, right? So many people actually will try to ignore their feelings. And we unfortunately live in a world and a society that often tells us we have to stay busy, right? And if, if something comes up, we have to ignore that. And we have to we have to just kind of ignore that and continue doing right. And so emotional fluency is really a understanding that your emotions, what are the emotions that are coming up? Right. So again, back to being aware of what is the emotion, right. That's coming up. And then after that is really feeling that emotion, right. Because we often, I think nowadays, um, people will kind of be in that place where it's like, yeah, your feelings are coming up, but you have to stay happy. Right. Even if it's a negative feeling and part of what I teach is that we have to feel our feelings, right. We're human beings and these emotions are actually here to teach us something. Right. And so that's where that fluency part comes up is like really being okay with feeling your feelings. Right. But then getting into a place where you can understand it because there's always something that there's always a reason why those emotions are coming up. And it's really, you know, in my, in my experience and in my opinion, it's really our responsibility to figure out, okay, why does the same emotions keep coming up? Right. And then once we are able to become aware of that and understand that that's when we can actually release those emotions, right. And let them go. Um, so that's what emotion fluency is. It's just understanding it and then being able to sit with your emotions still and know that it's there Right. But then get into a place where it's actually teaching you something and it's actually helping you guide your life.
0: I think that's great because uh, Abraham Hicks talks about your emotional guidance system. Yeah. And your emotions are such powerful barometers and tools, you know, for what your life should look like or what to do next. But so many people don't want to feel their emotions. So no. they, they numb out and they run from their emotions, and mm-hmm. there's nothing to be scared of, you know. No matter what emotion, it, I think of emotions as weather. Yeah, our soul is like the sky, and our emotions are the weather. So you know, the sky is omnipresent, but the weather's constantly changing. So yeah. we're we're not a rainy day just because we are experiencing exactly. Ascension. We're not the rain. So I just think it's really great to. To do this method and just stay fluid with it, and just let the emotions come, learn yeah. from them. You know, what is the message in the mess? What are they trying to teach you? Or right. what is the message in the joy? You know, what are yeah. what are you learning from the winds? And just yeah. keep, keep moving forward. So that's really Yeah, so yeah. I love this. What? Go ahead.
1: No, I was going to say, you know, also, uh, this is something that I experienced personally myself, right? Years ago, I was so much in the doing and I would have these emotions come up and I would so I would just ignore it by just doing more things, right? I couldn't even stop and just sit in silence and sit with my emotions. And so this is something that I personally had to go through. But also, you know, for your your viewers who are watching this, just know that like, you're not alone in this, right? So many people are also struggling with their emotions and like our society teaches us that we have to constantly be doing and we don't like our education system doesn't teach us how to understand our emotions, right? Like, or like our families don't actually understand it either. And so, you know, so it's really important to kind of have this conversation because it's not talked about enough and definitely not in our education system. And so I also want your viewers to know that like, it's okay if you're at a place where you feel like, okay, I'm not emotionally fluent or I don't understand my emotions. It's okay to, that you're there right now. Cause there's many people that there are that's in that place.
0: And this is such a confusing time in world right. history. There's just in so many ways, we don't need to go into it cause this is not a political show, but there's just right. a feeling of confusion kind of in the world. So a lot of people feel like they can't make sense of what's happening. Cause everything's mm-hmm. in flux and changing and, you know, as one of my favorite spiritual teachers, Michael Beckwith would, Beck would say everything is fluxed up. <laughs> yeah. So uh, it's fluxed up right now. So yeah. you don't have to always know what you think of it. You can just kind of learn as you go and and roll with it. And every, every day is a totally different day. And some days you will be very clear and some days you'll be a little confused and, right. and that's okay.
1: Yeah, and that's part of being human, right?
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Being confused and is but you can also ask for clarity mm-hmm. and pray for clarity and it's a clarity's a great thing. I can support people too in getting clarity. I, I call my discovery calls clarity and connection calls because right. I I like kind of drilling down and getting people clear. Right. So this is my favorite question because I'm a work life balance coach, so I'm all about this. I can't wait to hear this one. How do you create more impact by doing less?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's such a good question. Um so I think the short answer really, right, is is you know when our our cup is full, right? And we really start to understand the relationship that we have with ourselves. And this is beyond understanding our emotions. Right. And like, once we can really understand and get into emotional fluency, we can get into a lot of a higher vibration. Right. And when you're in a very high vibration and you're someone who's confident and who just feels super empowered, right. You're actually more powerful the way that you show up right? And so that is how you create an impact through your energy, right? It's literally through your energy and how you show up in the world. And so I've seen this so many times with so many of the leaders that I work with, right? Is that the more that they actually focus on filling their cup every day, and they're in the most, the best version of themselves and in the most empowered state, the more that they can serve others at the highest level where they actually have that impact where they're like, wow, if this person can show up like this, then it's actually possible for me as well. Right. And so it's really interesting that you're asking this question. Um, but it's really through like showing up powerfully, but with your, your cup full, right? And not from a place of, oh my gosh, I'm so tired. I didn't take care of myself and beating yourself up, right? But from a place that you feel really empowered and coming from like the best version of you. And that what I, that's what I've seen in my personal life. And also with my clients, that's that what is most impactful for the people that is around them.
0: I love that because when you show up, with your cup full, having done your morning practice, your self care, your affirmations, your meditation, your journaling, your yoga, your exercise, whatever you need to feel full, then you show up and you can create more power, more impact without having to work so hard. And it's kind of like the old model, or even you could say the masculine model of like, you have to grind yourself to exhaustion Mm -hmm. to be in the world. And I think it's way more holistic and feminine to be like, no, you do not have to ground yourself to exhaustion. You can show up powerful, present, and and just – more fulfilled when you do your self-care. It's it's so yeah. counterintuitive because so many women that I work with, they're like, oh, I'm working so hard. I don't have time to exercise. I don't have time yeah. to do meditation. I, I have to take care of the kids in the morning. I don't want to do a morning practice, but it's like mm-hmm. then it, the day is so much more work than if you start your day filled up, like you said. So. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And and you're so much happier, which means the people around you are also happier, right? But when you're tired and exhausted and cranky, that energy, people are feeling that energy, right? Like people don't understand the power of our energy, right? And how that's actually influencing us, but also everyone else around us, right? So it's so important to really make sure you're doing these self-care things so that you're in the highest vibration and so you can show up for yourself but also for the people around you.
0: Exactly. I love it. So do you have a visioning practice? And if so, what is it?
1: Yeah, so a lot of the the visioning practice that I do is really around helping people step into their future identity. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I do a lot of identity work because A, what I've recognized, most people don't even know what their identities are, right? And they kind of have identities that are very inauthentic, meaning like it's just identities that's been given to them by their families or from their culture, from their society, right? And, and so a lot of the work that I do is really around helping people get clear first on who, who is it that they want to be, right, in the future, and really helping them start to step into being that person today. And so a lot of the work is really based off of identity work.
0: I love that because... Yeah we're so much more than the labels right Than the daughter the sister the wife the boss the employee the neighbor like what are some questions that we can ask ourselves to go beyond those typical labels to find out our true identity do you have any
1: yeah so i mean i think the the question that i always ask myself right is is first of all i get clear on like who is it that i want to be right and um and what i do actually now is i have like a i call it my alter ego right and so my alter ego's name is mina and i create an alter ego her name is mina and this is i wrote down every every single way that i want to show up right and of course there are times when i don't always show up like that right and it's really those moments when i when i'm feeling down and my emotions are down right That I tap into Mina and I'm like, okay, I always ask myself, what would Mina think now, right? Or what would Mina do now? And that always helps me get into really tapping into my intuition and getting into my highest self. And So this is something that I would definitely recommend for your audiences is is really to start thinking about who are the people maybe that are around you that you really look up to, right? And you love the way that they approach certain things. And that's how I created my alter ego, right? So for me, my alter ego is a combination of several people that i look up to right it's not one person it's like several ways of being and so i always really tap into that and and really step into that when i when i really need her the most and i don't need her all the time right but there are moments when i do need her and so that is i think definitely something that your audience can start doing is like start thinking about okay who are the people that i really really look up to and like the way that they approach work the way they approach family the way they approach relationships and start writing those things down like And not like not like what they're doing necessarily, but how are they being like, how are they showing up right energetically and um, just through their energy? How are they showing up and write that down and start really tapping into that when you really need need her the most. Right. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but that's usually what I do. And also I know it has definitely helped many of my clients because they love that alter ego activity.
0: I love that you said, who do you want to be? Think of the people in your life and how do they show up? How are they being? So again, going back to your story of how you got into all this, we were taught to be human doings, but we're human beings. Right. Exactly. So to change your life, you think about different ways that you want to be. How do you want to show up? Who do you want to be? You can name this person of who you want to be. I know Beyonce is, a Sasha fierce. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> so do you, as far as your visioning practice, do you just think of Mina? Like how would I show up for this meeting or this car? Or do you actually have a practice where you close your eyes and you're you're feeling what yeah Um,
1: Yeah. well so I do hypnosis like you know I'm a hypnotist so I have a hypnosis practice that I have every morning And, and parts of it is the visioning the future me right parts of it it's not all of it and so I do have that as well and I offer that as for my clients as well um, but it's, it's actually during the day when I'm not in my hypnosis that when I need her the most. Right. And so, cause when I'm in my hypnosis, I'm all good. Like I'm in, I'm on top of the world. Right. But then when, when the day goes, gets, goes along and things start to happen and maybe things don't go exactly the way that I thought it would. Right. That's when I tap into Mina and I just say, you know, how would Mina approach this? Uh, and then also knowing my old patterns, right? So for example, my old patterns used to be, I used to be a control freak, right? Like I used to want everything a very specific way and my new way of being that I've been practicing and with the help of Mina is that Mina is, is okay with things not working the way it should, right? Like it's not, it's it's everything is fine. Nothing, nothing is going to happen. Right. And so I would say I definitely tap into her on moments and it's helpful because I feel like sometimes it's hard to just like do an activity or do a visualization practice when like when you're in the middle of something, right? And so it's just for me, it's really just a quick reminder of like, okay, what would Mina think? And how would you think about this? What is a different way that I can reframe this? Um, so those are some good questions to ask yourself is like, how can I reframe this, right? Because it's, it's our thoughts, again, it's our thoughts that we're having that's creating our reality, right? And, and also, like our thoughts lead to our emotions, and that creates our reality. And so It's really asking yourself at that moment, like, you know, how can I reframe this? Or what am I not seeing that I need to see?
0: I like that. Yeah, our thoughts lead to our emotions and our emotions lead to our belief about ourselves. And a lot of our beliefs are belief systems, otherwise known as BS. Like (laughs) it's, it's BS, like if we have a negative belief system right yeah, so absolutely. the thought is oh my god I'll never find the love of my life Right, that leads to the emotion of feeling sad mm-hmm. and then it's like um, then I have a belief oh my god I'm just I don't have any good luck in my personal life if if I ever go online I only meet jerks and and then right. it's a belief system and then you're going on all these dates and you're like oh I just went on 10 dates why did I not meet the love of my life it's like well, you have this underlying belief system that you're never going to meet the love of your life. So that's right. that's how, how these systems, you know, grow. And, and we want to, you know, disrupt them and create a whole new belief system. Yes, you can meet the love of your life. Absolutely, <laughs> <Yes>. you can. <laughs> so this is uh kind of ties into our first conversation about lifting heavy I, I love that you lift heavy and oh. this has to do with exercise and just lifestyle so how do we become healthier as we age and why is lifting heavy an important part of aging gracefully yeah yeah I love this topic
1: um so yeah so you know one of the things that I love doing is lifting and um, I don't know if your audience is aware but Lifting actually is really helpful as you age, right? So it actually helps you with your muscles. And because what happens as we age, as many, many people know, right? Is that our muscles get to get, get weaker. We end up having all these health complications, right? And so the more that we can actually work on, um, like work on our muscles and strengthening them, right? We actually are going to age a lot better. And so, so it's really just the idea of like, consistently working on something right and making sure that your muscles aren't weakening right because that naturally happens as we get older is that our, our bones get weaker right our muscles get weaker and through weight lifting and, and and weight training you can strengthen that right you can actually reverse that the the muscles getting weaker and also the our bones getting weaker and so lifting weights is definitely and there's lots of studies that your audience can look up as well in regards to that but weight is one of the most effective um tools when it comes to being able to age gracefully um and to age age you know so that you don't feel like you're 50 years old you know so so you don't feel like you're 50 and um you're at age 50, and you feel like you're 70, right? I often hear that from so many of my clients that are maybe in their 40s and 50s. And they're like, I'm getting so old, I feel so tired, I feel so weak. And it's because I know they're not really practicing a lot of these like training and also movement, right? Movement in general is so, so good for you, right? In general. Um, But the weightlifting is going to actually help you on another level, right? And so I'm a big pro- I'm a big proponent for movement in general but if I could give anyone tips in regards to helping you with aging you you want to start lifting weights because that's going to really really help you with your muscles but also lifting weights for me I found that it doesn't only help me physically, it actually helps me on a mental level as well. So, right. When I do weight training, um, I do a lot of balance work, right. With weights, I do a lot of balance work and making sure that my mind stays sharp, right. And that I can balance on my physical body, but also mentally. Right. And so there's so much more, there's so much to weightlifting than just like gain, just kind of gaining muscles. Right. Cause I think when, when there's like this, idea around weightlifting especially for women like that 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 when you lift weights you're gonna get bulky right and that's that's definitely not the case i don't think i'm big and bulky right but i i feel like i'm super healthy and the more that i lift weights and the heavier that i lift weights the more powerful that i feel um and the more and the younger it's interesting because I feel so much healthier and, and stronger than I did 10 years ago. Right. And I know for sure that's because of the lifting weights. Of course you want to eat healthy and do the other things of course as well. Right. But the weight lifting has been super powerful for me. And then the other piece also is that when you, when you lift weights and you like lift heavy things, right. And do things that are uncomfortable, you get like, I feel so empowered every day. Like yeah. the fact that I was able to go to the gym and I lifted 200 pounds, right. Like, It's like, wow, I just did something amazing, you know, and it was, it was uncomfortable at the moment, but after you feel like the endorphins, right. And just feel so good. And so So it's just like, it helps all around weightlifting because it's like, it it boosts your confidence, right? It also helps you with your muscles. It also just helps you mentally. Also, if you want to work on like balance and all of that, it's super helpful as we age because, you know, many times that's one of the challenges as we age is that people start to lose their balance, right? But when you weightlift, you can actually really work on that. So. Those are just some some I guess to answer your question, those are some ways that like weightlifting really, really helps. And also I wanna like really I want people to understand that just because you lift weights doesn't mean you're gonna get big and bulky, right? That's not the yes. case, especially for women.
0: <laughs> That's a big thing because women, you know, think that if I lift heavy weights, I'm gonna get big and I know that pilates and yoga are also amazing, but I feel like, you know, there's ways to lengthen your muscle and then strengthen your muscle and I think that weightlifting is amazing. I I used to do a lot of like really light weights and just in the past, I would say 6 months, I've started mm-hmm. lifting heavy weights nice. and my body has actually gotten smaller and my oh. muscles have gotten so so much more defined and like you said I feel really strong and empowered and it's just it's amazing what lifting weights mm-hmm. can do I'm a, and I'm a big believer also in supplementation yeah. healthy eating you know it's everything it's weight supplements healthy eating lots of hydration yeah it's amazing And it's connected. It's like the mind-body-spirit connection. When Mm -hmm. you take such good care of your body temple, then you do have more clarity in your mind and you do feel like you have more impact and and your cup is full. And I say to plan your day around your exercise. I feel like it's the most important thing I do all day.
1: Yeah, same here. It's like my exercise is like non-negotiable. Whatever's going on, I know I have to get my exercise in. So I love that.
0: How many times a week do you work out?
1: Um typically around like six times, like probably five to six times. And I give myself like one day of recovery. But even then I'm I'm still moving, right? I I I have a puppy and so I'm always out with her walking around and running around. And so yeah, I just love getting in my body. That's the thing, is like I'm such a big fan of like of movement, right? Some of my clients, you know, they're like really kind of intimidated at first about with weightlifting, right? They're like, oh, I don't know if I could do that. And there's, they're they're intimidated, which I totally get. Um, So I always empower them to be like, hey, I just want you to start moving, right? And when we can get in our physical body, right, and we get into our body, we can get out of our head, right? That's the thing is that So many of us are in our heads all the time, right? In our thoughts, in our stories. And it's like, I just need you to move so you can get out of your head and you can start to see clearly, like you said, right? And get some clarity. Um, And so I just think that, you know, for your viewers that are watching, like if weightlifting is too much, just start moving, just start moving, right? Even if it's just walking outside for like 20 minutes a day.
0: Yeah, and once you find something that you like to do, then it becomes not a chore to work out, but something that's fun. Right. And then add in weightlifting later. Like Once you're in the yeah. habit of working out, don't overwhelm yourself because a lot of people, oh, I don't want to go to the gym, especially yeah. now because mm-hmm. I know in LA you have to wear a mask at the gym and yeah. you know, pretty soon you're going to have to show your vaccination card at the gym. And sure. um, So yeah, a lot of people don't want to but you can just walk. Walking is an amazing place to start and there's so many great streaming workouts that you can do from your home. You can buy exactly. some weights on Amazon and just... That's what we did during the beginning of the pandemic. My fiance and I, we bought some weights and we started lifting heavy from home and that kind of got me in the habit. I love of it. it. Oh, I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it was, it was really fun. Cool. So how do people stay in touch with you? You have so much awesome wisdom and yeah. now we have the aha method. <laughs>
1: Thank you. We'll
0: Thank find you. find out Thank more you. about you.
1: Yeah, so, um, so I do have an Instagram page. It's ashrita underscore coach, if I'm correct. <laughs> I should know my Instagram. It's I think it's ashrita underscore coach. And then can
0: change you, it in the notes if it's not.
1: <laughs> okay, it should be ashrita underscore coach. Um, and my um, website is ashritatawari.com. So they can just find me on my website, ashritatawari.com. And just um, if they have any questions in regards to anything we talked about, I'm happy to answer them. But yeah, this, you know, this is something that I'm super passionate about about and i know is my what i like to call is my derma um and so you know i i'm happy to connect with anyone that needs that support around understanding their body understanding the relationship that they have with themselves understanding emotional fluency and all of that
0: if you could leave our viewers or listeners with one more nugget of wisdom to take into their day what would it be
1: Oh, that's a good one. Um, so I so I would say, um, and this is something we've kind of already touched upon, but, you know, I think if there's one thing that you could do for yourself every day that's going to actually help you and help the people around you is really think about the relationship that you have with yourself, right? And really try your best to fill your cup up first, right? Because we talked about this. It's so important that you feel like you're in your best best mentally, physically, emotionally first before you can start really impacting the people around you and helping other people around you. And like we, you know, I have this belief that we're all like really great people and we all want to help people, right? That's the thing. And I've seen this over and over again, especially with my clients. There, Many of them are female leaders that just want to have an impact and they just want to help everybody, right? Um, But they're not helping themselves, right? And you can't help other people when you're not helping yourself. And so, if there's one thing that you can do for yourself every day, just take care of your 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 wellness, right? So whether that's going for a walk for 20 minutes a day, and maybe doing like five to 10 minutes of meditation and hypnosis, and um, just taking time for 10 minutes to take a break, right? Like go outside in the sun, like little things like that. I know can be really sometimes very challenging, right? But you can can start implementing it today and it doesn't have to be something that you like, you know, do it well and perfectly the first day. Like you can start small and and kind of add up to that every day.
0: Beautiful. Well, thank you, Ashrita, for being on on the Balanced, Beautiful, Abundant show. It was such a delight. And if you're listening, please give us a five-star review. Mm -hmm. If you want to take a screenshot of your review, Ashrita and I will share it on our Instagram stories and give you a shout-out back. And if you're listening on Facebook, tag your friend, share it on someone's wall. Thank you so much for spreading the word about this show. So more people in your life can be balanced, beautiful, and abundant, and we'll see you next week with another amazing guest thanks again ashrita thank you thanks for having me here take care bye bye who says you can't have it all i'm proof that you can you just have to put your life into balance too much of anything money fitness socializing can overtake your life when all seven aspects of your life work in harmony you will achieve the balanced beautiful and abundant life you've always dreamed of Please subscribe to hear more inspiring interviews. Is there someone you know who could benefit from this podcast? Please share this podcast with them. Please review this podcast. Your feedback will help me target your needs and plan for upcoming shows that answer your questions and feature guest speakers that can make a big difference in your life. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Rebecca E. Whitman. Feel free to DM me to book a free balance assessment call. And don't forget balanced, beautiful, and abundant.